We're live in five, four, three, two, one. All right, what's up? Finally getting in here and able to do it. What's up, guys? This is episode 170 of the G Maker MMA show. What's fucking up? What's going on? It is Sunday. I know, it's weird. Sunday, January 20th, 2019. We're back on a Sunday. You know, originally I did record an episode early on previewing UFC Fight Night Cejudo versus Dillashaw, but, you know, I, I guess the, the device I did it on messed it all up, so we weren't able to do that, but we're able to now. We're here. We're live, and for anybody, if you don't know, now you know. I say this at every single beginning of the show. We are available on Spotify, available on iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, Podbean.fm, Podbay.fm, etc. Join us. Or you can visit www.anchor.fm slash MMA show for more. All the content, everything, everything that I put out there is available for you guys to listen. So much more easier now than it used to be back when I first started. It was a pain in the ass, but luckily everything's hosted in one spot. So I use Anchor to keep it all in one spot. But anyways, like I said, we got a great show. Great episode. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of controversy. I usually don't do a podcast episode right after, like like the day after, because I still need some time to really think about everything that went down. But, you know, there were some fantastic performances and no, no other fantastic performance other than Henry Cejudo. It was like 33 seconds. Let me see. What was it? And it's like, it was crazy. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a couple of controversial things. The Greg Hardy, me, um, then in the main event, it was... No, I mean, I don't really don't see any controversy there. Maybe a little bit, maybe a tad bit. Let me actually pull. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna like go through the little replay. I'm not gonna play it loud because I know we're not supposed to. But um, how about the seven day trial though? That's that's definitely worth it for the ESPN Plus. Um, let me look at it. Let me just fast forward real quick. Here we go. All right. It's like, this happened so fast. And I have something to say after this. Watch. Oh, he hurts him. Oh, landed the kick. Knocks him down. First punch. First flurry. Oh, man. I didn't expect that to happen. Cejudo packs a punch. Wow. That was so quick. It was so fast. Let me go. Let me fast forward to the replay. Here we go. TJ falls. Henry throws that kick. Boom! Throws the right hand. Drops him. I mean, TJ. TJ is just so small, and, and I feel that definitely because of the fact that he did drop down 125 pounds. I think that significantly did hinder his performance, hinder his chin, hinder his health. You know, obviously he made the weight perfectly fine, but. You know, th- th- there comes a time where you, you can't do that. Like, it, it, will, it will hinder your performance. And on top of that, you won't be able, you won't be as hydrated as you normally are. Because this is his first, his first time. His first cut down. His first time fighting. And the reality is, Henry is, 
has been doing it for quite some time, way more than TJ has. So Henry's more experienced. He's missed weight in the past, but he eventually did it, and he was able to. He was just was bigger, fresher, looked better at the weigh-ins, and physically was in probably the best shape I've ever seen, you know, in the first-round knockout. Jesus, no one was expecting that. It was, it, it's insane. And, you know, the, this whole talk about um, shutting the flyweight division down, it's like, I, had that ever popped through my mind? I never thought that. I just thought maybe... You know, in in my mind, I felt maybe the Demetrius Johnson was so dominant for so long that it really got confusing. No, it didn't get confusing. What I mean, what I mean is that like it it just never ended. It just like okay, he he constantly keep beating these guys, beating everyone that the UFC put in front of him. So. You know, in the beginning, a lot of people didn't really appreciate Demetrius Johnson, and I felt maybe throughout his UFC tenure, he wasn't nearly as appreciated as he as he could have been. I mean, you know, a lot of people did appreciate him. There was a lot of people that did support him. I personally thought he was one of the best at everything. You know, he's one. You know, he's better. He's better than. You know, he's good at everything. Basically, what I'm saying is good with wrestling. Um, he's good with. Um, he's a great striker. Great jujitsu. I mean, look at all the crazy submissions he's pulled off. His long title reign, his fantastic fights, you know, his knockouts, his submissions, you know, and just Mighty Mouse is the real deal. He's a real package. He's doing big things over in one FC. So, you know, his, his legacy will continue on. So it'll be interesting to see how Mighty Mouse comes back from that. And now with his adversary in the form of Henry Cejudo now defeating TJ Dillashaw. That's two legends back to back. So going back to what I was saying about the flyweight division, it's going to be hard to close it, to want to close it now. Dana wasn't ever really too committed up to what they were saying and asking about the, about the division closing. You know, he said, we'll see what happens on Saturday. We seen what happened on Saturday. It was first round knockout over the guy that was supposedly supposed to drop down and close the division. You know, I really started to like Henry when you started to really hear him open up and hear his interviews and hear everything that he was saying, you know, about his fight with TJ, you know, beat Mighty Mouse. Obviously, it was a close fight, but he, he dropped down, you know, he, he defended his title. He stopped the guy that was the man, quote unquote, to drop down, take this weight class out, take your belt and be the last flyweight champion. That didn't happen. TJ had aspirations to go up to 145 pounds. Now those are all halted. Early stoppage or not, I thought I thought it was a little early, but not it's not it's not too early to where I'm upset about it. Cause you can look at it, man. Look, he falls. And TJ was out, but you know, he was it's really hard, you know. He look, Henry stuffs it. Boom, boom. Knocks him clean. Boom. The referee kind of jumped in a little early, but, you know, I think he would have continued to hammer in on his face. And, you know, better better late, I mean, better early, earlier than later, at least in this sport, because, you know, you take more unnecessary punishments. Punishment to your brain that is unnecessary. I mean, there's a positive somewhat, if you want to look at it like this, TJ is still a champion at 135 pounds. There's great fights up there. This was a learning experience. Um, I don't know how much that topic is supported because he did say that he wants to have a rematch, not at 135, at 125. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, like I said, there is a lot of, uh, there is a division, um, 135 pound division that is 
you know, somewhat steaming right now. Um, you now Jimmy got guys like Jimmy Rivera, Rafael Sunsau, Marlon Marias, more notably Marlon Marias than anyone else is one of those guys that I feel definitely does deserve, um, you know, that, that, that big fight, that crack, you know, obviously, um, TJ, you know, as, as legacy as he's been, it's not like he's lost his belt. It, it sucks. I mean, we've seen it a couple times in a couple of other organizations where champions go and try to win another belt and they unfortunately come up short. Um, Darian Caldwell, a Bellator bantamweight champion, um, he fell short to Kyoji Horde, Gucci, and Ryzen. Um, uh, not Ryan Bader. Um, Roy McDonald against Gagard Rusasi fell short. Um, TJ Dillashaw falls short. And it's crazy because, you know, if you want to go back and say that he beat, beat Dominic Cruz, it's fine. A lot of people would agree with it. A lot of people definitely would. Um, so it's in reality, he hasn't lost in a while. And when he, when he has lost, it's been in 33 seconds. You know, in a fight that could have lasted a little bit longer. You know, I was stopped a little early, and I do kind of see where it comes from, where they come from. On that is a high-caliber championship-level fight. And, you know, no one truly knows what was happening except for the fighters in there. You know, he, I mean, Henry said he's seen him go limp, but you know, from the camera angles and all that, it looked like, you know, it could have went on a few more seconds, but you know, it's better that he's saved and he, he lives longer and you know, he lives to fight another day rather than, you know, all this controversy. So it's not a bad stoppage. I'm not upset with it. Congrats to Henry. And now we're going to see what they are planning to do with this next flyweight division. Obviously Joseph Benavides, very successful. Um, Beat Dustin Ortiz in a rematch. Um, unanimous decision victory for Joseph Joe B, who holds a win over Henry Cejudo in what was Henry Cejudo's second loss in a row after losing to Mighty Mouse. But I had actually thought Henry won that second that fight with Dem, uh, not Demetrius Johnson, but um, with uh, Joseph Benavidez. You know that that second loss and his only loss of his career, other other only loss, excuse me. So. You know, he looked good. Henry looked good. I did not expect that. And one big fact thing for anybody out there that wasn't thinking about this, I didn't see any articles, I didn't see anybody talking about this, but if you look back seven years ago in the beginning of the Fox era, the first card on Fox, it was Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos. And that fight ended in 64 seconds in the first round. Junior Dos Santos knocked out Cain Velasquez in 64 seconds on the first inaugural card on Fox. So, if you look at it now, we just had our first card on ESPN, the whole program in general. Henry stops TJ in 33 seconds for the first card in the main event in a championship-level fight, going back seven years to when Junior DeSantis beat Cain Velasquez. So, that was a little quick fact in there that I was thinking about, and I was also thinking that that's a huge part of history as well. And the funny part is, I did say this last week, we picked... Henry Cejudo for the upset. I picked Henry Cejudo for the upset. I cashed in big time. I, I did pick. He was. I did think he was going to beat TJ. I, it, it was hard. You know, I said that the only way that I've seen TJ's performances getting hindered or something doesn't go the way it needs to go with TJ is ha- if it has to do with the weight cut and him not having all of his strength or being depleted or not being 100% when it comes to it. You know, he's not, he hasn't fought at 125 pounds before. So, um, Definitely was a huge wake up call. Um, definitely was a huge hard shot from Henry. You know, Henry's not really a, you know, he knocked out Wilson Hayes and stuff. And, you know, he's had some finishes in the UFC, but, you know, the way he did it and who he did it to and how he did it to TJ was just absolutely fantastic. So, like I said, it's really interesting to see what they're going to do with that division. But definitely, you know, 
I am. It is nice to see a face, a new face, in front of that flyweight division. And you know, I think that the, it is worth keeping around because there is is a new face. And for the longest time, Demetrius Johnson was just a guy that a lot of people didn't respect. And you know, it's not Demetrius's fault. He went in there and did everything he needed to do. But look at what we got here at the table. We got Henry's fucking Cejudo, the messenger, Olympic gold level medalist, turned UFC world champion. Whoever would have thought Henry Cejudo would have become the world champion, you know. At the, no disrespect, that's not what I meant. It's not. I didn't mean to say it that way specifically. But when you saw that first fight with him and Demetrius Johnson, a lot of people thought it was early. You know, I personally thought it was early too. But you know, Demetrius was one of those guys that are just so dominant for so long. It was hard to really imagine who could beat him. It just depends. It didn't. You didn't really. We didn't really know who could beat him. We try to pull out a list on, no, not Joseph Benavides. He beat him twice already. Um, no, Wilson Hayes, Demetrius Johnson beat him. Ray Borg. Um, Ian McCall. John Moraga. John Dotson twice. So Demetrius has had a couple of rematches and, you know, a couple of exciting submissions and stuff too, you know, but, you know, he was one of those guys that fought at 135 pounds in the WEC early in his career. And he met a guy named Dominic Cruz and he dropped down. And ever since then, he was, you know, he, he was sharp, but he came in with Henry Cejudo. He just did not look like himself in that fight. You know, he's, he's still one of the best in the world. Demetrius Johnson is, but you know, over in one FC, I wish him all the best. I wish Eddie Alvarez the best. I wish everybody that was involved in the trade the best. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Definitely. Now. I mean, there's a couple fights to be made. Um, I'm not really necessarily a fan of a, a meteor. I mean, it, it happened so fast, but you know, there's, I don't know. It, it happened so fast. That's what makes it so hard for, you know, for, for the UFC to book TJ and Cejudo again. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know if that would be the right move right now. I don't know. It just seemed like he went down so easily. No disrespect or anything like that, but I just felt like that he doesn't have all his power. And when you don't have all your power, your chin's depleted. You're not able to take shots when you're able the way you're you're normally able to. And um, it's just, it, it, it sucks, you know, it, it sucks to see TJ go down like that, you know, he hasn't lost since the Dominic Cruz fight, well, lost against Cruz, I mean, a lot of people thought he won, I thought Cruz barely edged it out, it could have went either way, honestly, but, you know, in reality, it sucks for TJ to be alongside this, you know, first cut down a flyweight, um, stopped in 33 seconds, and, you know, but for Henry, we call this, it's a massive upset, I said this last week, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I picked Henry for the upset. You know, I don't know why. I just, I just felt it was necessary to pick him for the upset. You know, I thought it would be a huge story. And I said this. If I, if, if it wasn't the last episode that didn't get recorded on here, I had said um, that storyline-wise, story it would make more. It would, it would be mean more in a way. In my opinion, I feel it would mean a lot more for Henry to win a world title because he's Olympic gold medalist. Well, not win the world title. He has won the world title. But for Henry, the first big first card on ESPN, Henry Cejudo defends his title and makes a huge impression as he did, not only against anybody, but against TJ Dillashaw. He stops him in 33 seconds, record time added to the history books. Um, he stops TJ. You know, he's one. He's a he's an Olympic gold medalist. And he's a UFC champion. And you look what he just did to TJ Dillashaw. It was the UFC's poster boy for so long. 
the main man at Bantamweight, still is the man at Bantamweight. And look what Henry did. Dana said, let's see what happens on Saturday. We've seen what happened on Saturday, so it's up to the UFC to see what happens. Um, on to this. Let's go to the controversy before we get to the, what is it? Yeah, it was in the co-main event. It's funny because it just doesn't seem like this kind of fight would be the kind of fight to put in the, as a co-main event. I think it was, um, it was, yeah, it was Greg Hardy versus, I don't remember the other guy's name. But, um, you know, Greg Hardy came out very aggressive early on. He only had that guy. I was Alan Crowder, I think. Yeah, Alan Crowder. But Hardy, you know, pushed forward. He had him in trouble early. He looked very amateurish on the ground when, when um, Crowder did go for a couple takedowns. Crowder kind of looking like um, the dude from Guardians in the Galaxy. What's his name? Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's Chris Pratt. It was. Uh, he looked like a little like an MMA version of Chris Pratt. So, um you know, Greg Hardy did swarm him a couple times, uh, but then you know they're in this in the middle of an exchange, and Hardy blasts him with this very illegal knee, knocking him to the ground. Essentially, I thought he was concussed or knocked out, but you know it was very illegal. Um, Dan Merliotta, I think he said he stopped in the fight. He was furious, and Greg Hardy's UFC, his long-awaited UFC debut, is postponed. Um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Greg Hardy. Um, but last yesterday, yesterday night, I wasn't one of the people that participate in the negative, um, backing or uh, bashing of Greg Hardy on the internet or on a podcast or anything, but you know, the history is there and you know, only he knows what he truly did. And all of us are just hearing about it. All of us all haven't been there. We haven't seen what's happened. I'm not condoning it or anything, but you know, we live in such a negative world and there's so much negativity going around you know, with politics, with different countries, with war, with people being, we're, we're so separated nowadays. So this is why I chose not to engage with it, the negativity, because we're so separated as countries, as people, as human beings, you know, uh, just as people in general, and we're we're we're, in, we're involved in so much negativity in 2018, 2019. Just so much negative shit going around. People getting shot, people getting killed, people disagreeing, racism still being alive. Just a bunch of negative shit. And you know, I, I don't want to surround any, uh, any negativity with a sport that I love. It's already negative enough. They're punching each other in the face. But I don't want to involve that, you know. Obviously, I do see where the, where the people are coming from when it comes to Ro- Rochelle, Rachel Ostevich, you know, being a victim of domestic violence from her husband, and you know, the USC putting Greg Hardy on there too. Um, you know, it does give me kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, but you know, I don't want to sit and judge someone off the past because who are we to judge people? That's basically what I'm saying. So. I, I had no problem with him being on there. I just didn't think why is he in the co or in the co main. Maybe put Cerrone versus Hernandez or something, or Paige Van Zandt versus Rochelle Ostovich. I don't know. I keep calling her that, but yeah, though Paige Van Zandt returns with some beautiful submission over Rachel Ostovich too. Um, I didn't fully watch the complete submission because you know, just personally hearing Rachel's story was really like moving in a not not it's a, a very it's very humbling and very inspirational you know just her going through what she did went through with her husband and you know her potentially being off this card originally wasn't going to be cleared to fight because of a broken orbital bone her husband i mean rachel Osovich is a very beautiful woman very very beautiful very 
very soft-spoken, very humble, very respectful. And, you know, she's not a disrespectful girl at all. She's very humble. All her interviews, everything we've ever watched, you know, she's very respectful, you know, very, very, you know, she's very spiritual too. And, you know, very, very honorable. She's an amazing human being. So seeing her lose, you know, it, it was it was harder than it would be if it was just a regular fight and say none of this domestic violence happened or anything else. Um, it's just, it's harder to see her lose because of what she's been through. I got a little emotional yesterday typing in a tweet to her. I typed in a tweet, you know, we wish we, we, we write these fighters tweets and stuff and we say things, you know, to make these fighters feel better when, you know, that we're, we're their fan, we're fans when they're in the, the worst times to get beaten on national television on the biggest stage in the world. You know, it's an embarrassing thing for them to feel embarrassed. Some people are, you know, you know, emotional, you know, she was holding back tears at the, at the press conference. Um, and just as humble as she is, and it was harder to see because, you know, I felt that her being there at the fight was a win in itself and, you know, not re refusing to not let what she went through with her husband stop her from competing on fight night. So she got paid, you know, she was, she looked dominant early. She did real good. You know, it was a great performance. It's not like she got outclassed completely. Rachel's a fucking monster. She's a bulldog. So I'm sure she'll be back. Definitely hope her arm's okay. I hope she's okay and hope everything with her goes like, you know, it gets better as time prevails and goes by. So, you know, Paige Van Zandt returns in the Munton column. Um, one uh, honorable one that I'm really excited about that who won was JoJo Calderwood defeated, I think, Lipsky. I don't remember. I don't know how to pronounce her first name, but JoJo Calderwood um, it racks up her win streak. Now, is it her or is it Jessica I? Dana White said it was Jessica I to be fighting Valentina Shevchenko for the world title next. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm really excited. JoJo Calderwood's very humble, too. She's very... uh very soft-spoken, very respectful as well. So like I said, a lot of these women, it's it's, it's nice to have a, a break from male fighters and going on along to women's, females fighters because, you know, it's just a different ball game. Oh, fucking thirsty. I bought a whole bottle and I haven't put it, I haven't even drank it yet. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah, shit was crazy, man. I can't believe that Henry was able to do that. You know, I never, I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. You know, I was, it was the same scenario. It's like deja vu happening all over again. And what I mean by that, let me explain it. So basically, when I was going to watch Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos the first time, I was getting up, I was getting ready, I was, you know, getting cozy, I was getting comfortable, I was preparing for a great fight on Fox, on Big Fox, and Junior Dos Santos, you know, after a few exchanges, Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, some leg kicks, some sprawls, Junior lands a beautiful overhand right, stops Cain Velasquez in 64 seconds, I was getting ready for maybe like a great five-round fight, same thing here, I was watching US, UFC on ESPN Plus in my bed, looking at it, looking at a beautiful main event, just watched Greg Hardy land an illegal knee before that, Donald Cerrone defeat Alexander Hernandez, um, Georgia Calderwood with a beautiful win, um, I was watching this whole fight card, basically all the ones that I wanted to watch, and I get ready for the main event, Boom! Henry ends it in 33 seconds. That's half the time that it took Junior. 
And no one really looked at it too much like that. No one really thought about it like that. But it just the way it happened, was, which, which was absolutely spectacular. So I was a huge fan of that. Um, like I said, I really, really hope they don't do anything with that division because it would take a lot away. And I don't know if the UFC will be cutting a lot of the flyweights or forcing them to move up to 135 pounds. Some people are too small for 135 pounds. But some people, you know, it would benefit more than anything. So it, it'll be really interesting to see what what will happen. Um, definitely going to see. Uh, excuse me. The future is bright. Now for TJ. Yeah, I definitely feel for TJ. I have been. Um, I haven't. Um, I've, I've been. What is it? What was I going to say? Oh, no, so I've been supporting TJ, and I was just saying, yeah, TJ won the title when I was in high school. The first time, when he beat the brakes off of Hannon Burrell, man, that shit's crazy. You know, TJ is just a murderer. You know, obviously, it really, really sucks. As I'm, as I'm sitting here starting to talk about it, it really does suck because TJ is very accomplished. I said this many times before. You know, he's unpredictable. He's tricky. He's reminiscent of Dominic Cruz. He's the Dominic Cruz 2.0, maybe the Mike Tyson version. He's finishing people. He's knocking people out with head kicks. He's blitzing Hen and Barrow. He beat the brakes off of Hen and Barrow the first time. And the best part about that first time when he fought Hen and Barrow that he hurt him early. He landed that overhand and he knocked Hennon Burrell on the floor and hurt him bad. It wasn't like in the fifth round after a back and forth fight, you know. He beat the brakes off Hennon Burrell from start to finish and it was a long night. And I don't even know how in the hell they did a rematch because I don't even know why the hell Burrell would have even wanted to come back after getting mauled like that. Look what TJ did to Joe Soto. I mean, when I first started watching, well, I mean, he obviously I seen him on the Ultimate Fighter and stuff, TJ. But when I seen him fight Mike Easton, I was also in high school. And I looked, and I thought he's very, very similar to Dominic Cruz. But that's, that's not the only thing that I actually thought about. What I thought about, I thought about this. I thought he was going to be a world champion. I knew it. I just felt it. I could tell by his movements, the angles. He emulated Cruz's footwork so efficiently. He confused Mike Easton. Mike Easton's a good fighter. He's a great fighter. You know, TJ just outclassed him. That was beginning. You know, when TJ, or when Hennon Burrell fought, you no, know, TJ, when all right, we're just going to go back and forth, back and forth real quick. Hennon Burrell fought Uriah Faber twice. Once for the interim belt. Second time, Burrell, I think, yeah, it was Faber versus Burrell, too. And that was with that controversial stoppage. Sorry, I'm a little high, so I'm like kind of slurring on my speeches. But going back to that, so Faber fought Burrell twice. The second time was a little bit more controversial. That was when Faber put his thumb up and the referee just, you know, waved it off, you know. It's like the whole defend yourself thing, and you know he couldn't see him, and it was just it was a bunch of it was a bunch of it was a weird ass stoppage. So Burrell was looking up at the referee, throwing little rabbit punches and stuff, and he stopped the fight. But then Faber recommended TJ fight for the title next, and TJ comes in. You know, a lot of people didn't really think he could do it. You know, when I when I seen him do it, I was like, oh my god, he did it, he fucking did it. TJ did it, cried just as well too. It was unfortunate to see him lose against Cruz. You know, ever since then, he did good. You know, he looked good against John Lineker. I mean, TJ is a murderer. That's the, that's the part that sucks about this. People, I don't know, people have to be uh, on the train. And, you know, I've seen a lot more negativity towards TJ's loss than praise. I mean, people aren't looking at it. Why? Look at how dominant TJ has been. 
he got stopped in a weight class that he's never fought in. He's never made this weight cut before. He's obviously been making it the whole time since this fight was signed on. But this is his first time against a murderer. A guy who's very experienced. A guy who just beat Demetrius Johnson. The best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet. And he drops down. He drops down. He obviously looked good. You know, physically, he looked like he's in shape and stuff. He didn't look sh- He didn't look horrible. But uh, I feel he, his body was depleted. His power was depleted. His ability to take a punch was depleted. And everything was just shut down because his body wasn't used to fighting at that kind of weight and performing at that weight. You know, he was fast. He looked good. But just in reality, Henry was a more hydrated guy. I'm not making excuses and stuff. I'm a huge TJ fan. And I'm proud. I picked Henry for the upset. But I'm just saying, when it comes to uh, when it comes to performance-wise, I, I, I'm an advocate for fighting at your natural weight, not dropping weight down. Because TJ isn't the guy who weighs 125 pounds. That's the thing. He fights at a higher weight. You know, he could probably walk around at 145 if anything. So it was really, you know, it really sucks because TJ. I mean, look at the way he beat the brakes off John Lineker. I think he broke his jaw. I mean, what he did to Hendon Barrow. He outclassed Rafael Sunsau. Um, obviously we're talking about it like as if he's not a champion anymore. He still has 135 pound weight class title. And how about the new belts? I like them actually. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those people that are going to be negative about it. I actually like the approach. I like it. I like how it looks. I like that there's little stones that represent each and every little thing on there. And so you can look at the little graph on there too. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Actually, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it for sure. I definitely think what the UFC is doing now that they have ESPN and all that, I think it's going to benefit them because they're a part of the worldwide leader now. That's the thing. They're a part of the biggest, um, biggest, you know, sports organization in the world. Basically, um, ESPN, you know, is a home of basketball, boxing, tennis, Hockey, probably everything. ESPN two, they have ESPN plus everything. Lomachenko fights on ESPN. ESPN's the biggest deal, and the UFC now is a part of the biggest organization in combat sports. Best thing that could ever happen for them. So now it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold. Definitely. Sorry, I'm answering some messages real quick. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. I can't. I still can't believe that happened. What's up next? What's the next fight card? Let me pull it up. I usually don't text when I'm in the middle of a show, but it's all right. We can do it here. It's my platform, motherfuckers. Um, okay, UFC.com. Okay. So Henry defeats TJ. Um, what's next? Ah, here we are. I think uh, Marias versus a Sun Sal, Rafael Sun Sal versus Marlon Marias. It's it's kind of like shitty timing because now that TJ just lost, we got this thing coming up February second. I think uh, Brazil, Fortaleza, Brazil, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
ooh, it's a good card. I mean, Sun Tzu versus Marias too. Jose Aldo versus Hanato Wincano. Um Marcus Perez versus Anthony Hernandez. Damian Maya versus Lyman Good. Lyman Good's fucking monster. Lavinia Souza versus Sarah Frata. Tiago Alves, Max Griffin, Johnny Walker. Ooh, it's a good fight. Jocelyn Dett, that's an excellent fight right there. Ricardo Ramos versus Syed Nurmagomedov. Rogerio Baltrin versus Magomed Bilbatov. Junior Albini versus... I don't know, deter, de, de, to be determined. Maria Romero Barella versus Talia Santos. That airs on um that Saturday Saturday Saturday, February second at five PM Pacific time. From oh no, Castelo, Brazil, Arena CFO. Um where the hell is it on? Did you watch it on the What the fuck? How do you watch it? I think it's like ESPN or something. ESPN plus, I don't fucking know. Um, and after that, what's after that? Whitaker versus Gaslam, UFC 234. Ooh, that's a good card. That is a good, good, good card. It's a solid card. I mean, it's not like a top one, but if you look at the top two, top three, no, top two. No, oh, Dong Young Kim returns. The stun gun return against... Devontae Smith at lightweight? No way. Dong Young Kim's fighting at lightweight now? No way. So Dong Young Kim versus Devontae Smith. Never heard of that guy. Um, Josie Aldo versus Hoinato Moincano, number two against number four. Um, Tiago Alves, I'm looking forward to his return. Johnny Rocker with an excellent performance. Both Johnny and Justin Ledette had last good performances in their last few fights, our last couple fights. I mean, Rafael Sunsau's beaten Marlon Marias already, so it'll be a good fight. Good contest. Good to see what comes up. Um, like I said, it's kind of a unfortunate timing. Uh Due to the fact that TJ just lost, and TJ just lost, so people are going to be calling for the, he's going to, they're going to be calling for the title fight, and he just lost, and you know he's set on wanting to have a rematch with Cejudo, maybe at 125 pounds, if not 125 pounds, 135 pounds, if not, then maybe he'll defend his title at 135 pounds, but yeah, so definitely got a feel for tj for sure he's one of the best in the world and i think people should definitely respect it a lot more um what else we got sorry if you hear that annoying ass chair in there um dennis bermudez retires from mixed martial arts following his win Congrats to Dennis. He's always been a very exciting guy, very outspoken, very fun guy, you know, very energetic kind of fighter to watch. And, you know, if you watch that fight with Matt Grice, man, I think he's in Canada too. Matt Grice, that was an amazing fight. Both men were hurt on multiple occasions. And that was just a back and forth fucking war. It was fucking insane. But now we can get into something even more exciting now. Staying on UFC on, in Brooklyn, we had another outstanding performance by one Donald Cowboy Cerrone defeating Alexander Hernandez by second round knockout. First knockout loss, I think, of Alexander's career, if I'm not mistaken, maybe second one. His first loss in the UFC. Um, 
His momentum is put to a halt by the veteran Donald Cerrone. Um, just broke a record before that, and now no, he's just all-time leader in UFC wins and fights. And you know he's he's looked good in his last couple fights. I mean, his submission over Mike Perry, and now his knockout over Alexander Hernandez. I mean, Donald Cerrone is hitting a rejuvenation here. He's he's talking about fighting for the world title now. Before we'd see Donald kind of you know get to a, a big spot and you know fall short. Unfortunately, he would lose like the fights with Pettis. You know he would get to the title shot against Dosanos and lose against Dosanos. Um, you know he'd fi- he's he's fighting a lot of these young guns. And they're trying to put young guns in there and try to take Cowboy out, but Cowboy's taking the young guns out. I mean, he was pissed. He was pissed off at um, Miles Jury, if you remember that fight. When he fought Miles Jury, he was pissed at Miles Jury. And, you know, when Cowboy fights pissed, that's when he fights the worst. No, not, no, not, not I don't mean by that. When he, he fights the deadliest when he's angry. When he's pissed off at you like Alexander Hernandez, like he was at Alexander Hernandez, definitely he's going to be fighting like a fucking madman in there. So it's really interesting. You know, it's a fantastic performance. Um, Alexander Hernandez, obviously very, very talented, very smart, knockout power, great movement, great wrestling, great conditioning, great cardio. Definitely will hit, be hitting this as a learning lesson. Cowboys, no easy task. You know, fulfill if, if they fought ten times, it would be easy. It would be even if it comes down to it. Um, it was a it was a, a night a bad night in the office for one uh, the great Alexander Hernandez. But I'm sure he'll be back. Definitely, he did issue a statement on Twitter earlier today, and you know seems to be aware of what he did wrong, and you know he knows that he'll be back. Definitely better than ever. I mean, Cowboy Cerrone, it's Cowboy Cerrone. He's had a bunch of head kick knockouts. I mean, look at the knockout against Matt Brown. Um, this finishes over Melvin Goulard. Beat down Miles Jury, submits Mike Perry. Fantastic fight with Robbie Lawler. Cowboy Cerrone is a fucking monster, man. So when it comes to title fights, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was thinking, what what does he have to do to get a title fight? If he, well, let's pull up the ranks actually to see the the lightweight ranks because he did beat a ranked guy, number eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just look at the ranks. I'm gonna see. I don't. I know they're not going to be up updated just yet. Oh, Glover Teixeira defeats Carl Robertson too. I forgot to talk about that. Um, but yeah, let's pull up the ranks real quick. Okay, the ranks. Ooh, Cormier looking kind of beefy in the, in this heavyweight picture. Um, ooh, look at the list of champs at heavyweight. Cormier, flyweight champion Henry Cejudo, bantamweight champion T.J. Dillashaw, Max Holloway, featherweight champion, lightweight champion Tabib Nurmagomedov. Tyron Woodley, middleweights Robert Whitaker, light heavyweights John Jones, and heavyweights Daniel Cormier. R- Rose Namajunas is the, the women's strawweight champion. Valentina, flyweight, Amanda Nunes, bantamweight and featherweight champion. Um, well, no, that's just overall, but I'm trying to see the weight classes. Um, rankings. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see the the actual ranks. Um, I want to see. I want to see the fucking ranks. 
Uh, I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's... I don't I, I don't. I don't give up. I'm looking at the Hall of Fame right now. Damn, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, shit's crazy. But what I was going to say about Cerrone is that, I mean, there's guys like Kevin Lee still in the mix. Ally Quinto who just fought against Kevin Lee, beat Kevin Lee. But big, dangerous guys like that. Um, For Cerrone to get a title shot, I think he would need to beat maybe like a, you know, Calls for the fight with Conor McGregor. He beats Conor McGregor, then that would be the next best thing. Go for that. That's Dana's. Dana. Dana's on board. Fans might want to see it. And how about this? Since we haven't been on, I was supposed to do this on the show. I massively apologize to anybody. That <laughs> I apologize myself because, like, I said I was going to do this shit. I bought a bottle of Proper Twelve. A couple, you know. Maybe a week ago, so a couple weeks ago, and it was all right. You know, it wasn't the it kept me in a good ass mood for sure. It wasn't the best thing in the entire world, but I still have the bottle, and it's here while I'm doing my podcast, so I have it stood up. The bottle, the glass is excellent. It's like real hard, real heavy glass, and I'm holding it in my hand. If you can hear it, if it's it's audio, so you won't be able to see it, but you can hear it. So. I got proper 12. I finished it probably like three days or so. So don't ask why, but I definitely did. So it was, it was real good. But yeah, it was it was all right. It was pretty good. But yeah, a, big, a fight with Conor McGregor makes the most sense for sure. Yeah, that's an excellent fight. Um, yeah, if he beats Connor, like I said, that's that should warrant him into a title shot. And I'm sure we want to see that because you look at Khabib. We don't know what's going to happen with Khabib. If they don't go... I mean, Connor issued the statement. He said, you know, for a fight like that, I'll fight you. So you can kind of axe the rematch for a little bit and try to focus on Cerrone versus McGregor. But we, and re, realistically, we've got to realize and think about what could happen with the Nevada State Athletic Commission in the next coming months in February and see what really happens with that. So before we do that, we got to see what happens there before we match make. I mean, there's Dustin Poirier. You can't forget about him. There's Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, you got Dustin Poirier. So realistically looking at that, that's why I said it was going to be harder for me to picture what can happen with a lightweight title shot. Because personally, if I think someone deserves a lightweight title shot, I think that Tony Ferguson should. Because even Dustin Poirier can agree with that. Tony Ferguson definitely does deserve a title shot. Definitely deserves it over Cerrone. Because mind you, Cerrone just came back to 155 pounds. And he was ranked. Ranked number two at one point. Um, looked good against Hernandez. Definitely think he will have ranks a ranking number next to him. But 
slow the roll just a little bit, maybe, and think about some fun fights. He beats Connor. He can, he jumps right in there. That's all I'm saying. Fuck all the rest of the shit. He beats Connor. Maybe that will leapfrog Tony Ferguson. But it's really hard to deny Tony Ferguson's shot because or because he's he he's looked so good. He, he he won his last fight. He's been back ever since, and he's still waiting, man. We're, we're waiting to see what's going to happen. Because 2019 for the UFC, for combat sports, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be huge here. It's, it's going to be a massive deal with ESPN. We just had our first show. It's going to be interesting to see how this all progresses. And I think it's going to progress in a better way than it ever probably has. All right, 15 more minutes left here on this episode of the G-Meek MMA Show, episode 170. Thank you guys for joining us in here one last time before we get out of here. If you don't know, now you know. We're available on Spotify, podcast, of course, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, etc. You can visit us on our page at www.anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show. One more time, anchor.fm slash G Meeker MMA show. Follow me on Instagram at G the King. Wait, what is it? I changed my Instagram name recently. <laughs> that was a shitty promo for the last part. That last part was shitty. It's like G the King 209 or something like that. Some stupid shit like that. Oh no, G the King underscore MMA. So follow me on Instagram at G the King underscore MMA. On Twitter as well at G the King underscore MMA. Snapchat still the same because Snapchat does not allow you to change your name. Since we all made it in high school, a lot of us, we got, we're stuck with some amateurish shitty name that we probably wouldn't use in 2018 or 2019. So it's really interesting. All right. Now we officially have 15 more, 14 more minutes left here on, on this episode of the Jimmy Gourmet Show. Parting thoughts. Um, so for the future now, what would I like to see? For the next, for the, for Henry Cejudo, for TJ Dillashaw, for all the winners, basically, I'm gonna say that for for Henry Cejudo, this is such a hard one, such a hard one. For for Henry, I feel that there, I don't, I can't think of anybody in the flyweight division that should fight Henry. If it's not TJ, I don't think anyone else that should fight Henry right now. So I feel for Henry. I mean, if I didn't mention any names, I'm sorry, but. There's no one that comes to mind. I mean, Joseph Benavides, that makes the most sense. If that if they don't make that fight, then I think a rematch with TJ was do good. Um, really, obviously, got to see what happens with Marias and um, Rafael Asuncao, too. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those two guys. If um, if uh, no, uh, a fighter emerges victorious and, you know, it's, it, it's in emphatic uh, fashion, then I think that would be the next challenge for, oh, that's that's – uh, that's fucking bantamweight. I'm talking about. I'm talking about that for TJ. For but for Henry, there's Joseph Benavides or there's TJ Dillashaw. There's really no other fights for him. So for TJ, TJ has a couple options. He can defend his title at 135 pounds, or he can drop back down and fight Henry Cejudo again, or Henry Cejudo could jump up. It's a really big mix. So like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen. What I would like to see now, I'd like to see Henry. 
I don't, I don't, I mean, in reality, deserving wise, we're going to jump in the category of deserve. I know I don't campaign for deserve. You know, sometimes it goes with what's going to make the most money, what's going to get the most asses in the seats, what's going to get the most ratings. But if I can pick one, I'd pick just because he deserves it. I think Joseph Benavides, he holds a win over Henry. Obviously, anybody else that ever hold, held a win over Henry, he's avenged. I mean, he avenged his loss against Demetrius Johnson. Now it's time for him to avenge his loss against Joseph Benavides. Do that next. Have TJ fight the winner of Mariah's versus a Sunsau too, even though it doesn't make the most sense because he beat Rafael Sunsau already. It could be, you know, part three because both of them are one and one against each other. So maybe... A lot of us mixed martial arts fans and advocates for it would think that Marias would be a better challenge for TJ rather than a Sun Tzu, because we've already seen the Sun Tzu. It was a pretty one-sided fight the second time, so I don't think it's going to get any different. I'm really curious to see how TJ comes back. Definitely, definitely going to see. It's just so hard. I mean, it's, it, he took a lot of punishment in that short amount of time. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that's a, that's going to affect his performances going forward, but I just hope that that really doesn't because TJ is a fantastic fighter. I'll take a picture real quick. And for going, for Cerrone, I want to see him potentially fight Conor. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. Fight Conor McGregor next. Fight for the world title. I, I like to see Cerrone could be that. That's a fight that's been talked about for quite some time for over the years, and it never came to fruition because Habib was unhealthy. Cerrone was losing this top contender fights but wasn't able to really get to the position where he was able to fight for a world title but now he has his little boy his little son and now his motivation is shot up skyrocketed and now he's getting the opportunity and he's getting he's getting the itch to fight for the world title and he's going to do it pretty soon So it's going to be interesting to see um, what they do with Cerrone next. Obviously, like I said, he's rejuvenated. His finish over Mike Perry in his last fight before that was excellent. Finishing Alexander Hernandez. He's finishing all these young guns that are supposed to be future champions. So maybe Mike Perry is going to be the world champion in the future. Alexander Hernandez maybe going to be the champion in the future. But right now, the victory belongs to Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, a lot of great fights. Definitely excited for this ESPN era. It's still crazy to get have to get used to hearing that, but it's it's reality that we live in. ESPN, baby. That's what we're doing. That's where the fight game's at now. I'm excited, man. I'm really excited to be honest with you. And uh Okay, a couple more minutes left on our show. Let's, let's take some shots, man. This shit's fucking awesome. 
cinnamon flavored whiskey. It's just strong. That's the thing. And I like to really kind of like explore drinks, see different ones, taste different ones. Just, just interesting. It's a relaxing day. It's a Sunday. There's Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. If that doesn't, if that means anything, I mean, it should. But like for young, younger generations, younger people, Martin Luther King Day is not really, you know, it's just another day to be off from school. So. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so basically just watch the watch weigh-ins on Friday. Um Pacquiao versus Broner happened. Uh, that was the funniest little inner I'm gonna let's play that shit real quick. Let me let's play that. That shit was so funny. Adrian Broner had an interview with one of the Hall of Fame commentators or something like that. The post fight interview. Man, I'm 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 just gonna shut up. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it real quick before we get out of here. Dude, that shit was so fucking funny. I swear to God. And I can I've been watching that over and over. Let me try to find it. It's in my feed. I retweeted it, but I retweet a lot of shit, so. Um, let me see, 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 let me see. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. What the hell is Stephen A. Smith doing? <laughs> I never, I, I seen them talking about Stephen A. Smith on Twitter, but I didn't realize that he was going to be, um, like, present for the fights and stuff. So, um, I'm just going to pull this up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it can play the volume for this shit, too, so. Oh, cool. Oh. Adrian Broner. Let me see. I'll probably pull it up. Where the fuck is it at, man? Adrian Boner. Post fight interview this shit was so funny dude ah oh, it's not it's not the it's not the fight it's a review i'm trying to see the fucking i hate when people make those fucking re reviews and it makes it look like it's the fight or something and it's people just talking in the background with those fucking pictures and shit that's just so annoying let me skip my name Here it is. like he said the, the the interviewers like i'm your three wins three losses and one draw in your last in the last seven and uh, something what the future hold it's like i'm three three and one in the last seven but i'll be seven and oh against you <laughs> that dude, i can't believe he said that dude adrian broner is so freaking weird i don't know if that's cte or something or what's going on but he's just a different kind of guy man
And not in the best way, so. Um, that happened, uh, when is Bellator, I'm sure Bellator returns pretty soon too, so. I'm, I'm excited to see that, um, the, the heavyweight tournament. Uh, definitely, definitely excited to see, um, Ryan Bader fight Fedor and see if, um, Ryan can be the guy to beat Fedor to win the heavyweight tournament because Ryan's a champion at 205 pounds. So we got that coming up. Um, UFC come, returns on February 2nd. Great call by John Anik in DC. Um, Karen Bryan, Megan Levy, and Rashad Evans. Michael Bisping did a great job on the weigh-ins. I enjoyed that. Um, a lot of great stuff happened. Um, definitely took care of a lot of personal things over the weekend, last couple weeks. So we're able to do that. Um, and I'm really thankful, and the future's bright, and we got a lot of interest, we got a lot of fucking tune-ins on the last couple episodes, so I appreciate you guys for tuning in and, and watching and listening to our episodes, we're definitely getting bigger, um, definitely trying to be, put more promotion out there on, on the, um, on the in- Instagram pages and stuff too, so definitely gonna be promoting it more, and, and definitely gonna be, um, posting more, and, you know, getting more followers and attention and traffic on our pages, both my page, G the King underscore May, um, follow the G Meeker MMA show. So at G Meeker MMA show on, t- on Instagram, definitely going to use that one to get more uh, attention and more traffic and energy towards podcasts, especially with, with 2019 approaching and stuff too. So that is our show for today. I thank you guys for joining us for episode 170 of the G Meeker MMA show. One last time, it's Gabriel Hernandez. You can find me on Snapchat at G Meeker underscore MMA, G the King underscore MMA on Instagram. G the King underscore MMA on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby123, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez. Thank you to Anchor Radio for hosting this podcast, for providing it, making the experience super easy. It's easy as one, two, three. You heard the ads in the beginning. It's super easy, man. It's, it's a click of a button. All you need is a fucking email account and a passcode and a good voice and broadcasting skills. And you just got to follow the steps. Easy as one, two, three, and boom, you got a podcast. Not only is your podcast here, it's on all the major podcast providers. We were trying to do this early on when we first started this podcast and Anchor has made it possible for me to do it. So visit my podcast site at www.anchor.fm slash MMA show ladies and gentlemen we will be back next week for sure i know i put this out a little early but better earlier than better late than ever better earlier than better than earlier than late you show up a little late better earlier than being late right but anyways you guys have a great weekend great fights congrats to all the winners congrats to everybody who won was honored, was fun. We're gonna have a great show next week. And thank you guys for reals. Like having the, the the traffic and stuff and the amount of people listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate that. So I love you guys all and we will be back next week. One last time, Gabriel out. Wait, I said it wrong. G Meeker MMA out, baby.